Welcome back to another exciting episode of We Need to Talk About the Oscars. And friends, this is the big one. This is tonight. We are going to talk about Best Picture. So something that I think many of us go to the Oscars to see or watch the Oscars or maybe marginally pay attention to the Oscars because we all want to know what is this going to be. Best Picture. So I'm really excited. Uh, the Oscars blessed us. I, I guess I'll let you decide whether it's a blessing or not with expanding the category from five nominees to 10 back in, I think it was 2009. So we've had just over a decade of 10 movies to talk about and we've got 10 tonight. But before we talk about those 10 nominees for best picture, let me of course introduce my friends here. Uh, so first I have, and as I introduce, uh, I'm interested in hearing from all of you since we're talking about best pictures and we're reflecting on last year in the past uh, looking back over the next 10 years i mean last 10 years i'm interested in knowing what is your what was maybe your favorite or one of your favorite best picture winners of the past decade so i'm going to start with my man my partner from punches and popcorn the genius jason bills all right so i'm setting up a visual thing here which is great for podcasts but i left my camera off to kind of celebrate another you know award season movie and there will be a dramatic reveal where i turn the camera on later i don't want to oh, spoil wow. what movie that is uh, that's why you don't see me right now i Anyways. am really you know that this does record video too and i can put this on youtube so okay well whatever you need to do is just <laughs> oh god so that's, uh, I just want to start with it. Um, so my best, so I'm going to say uh, an incorrect answer, which is Mad Max Fury Road. Come on. It didn't win. It should have won. Let's get it some nominations. Let's, let's get George Miller. So that's my favorite movie of the past 10 years. Is that was the question? No. I'm going to go with Parasite. Um, Parasite. Excellent. So good. I mean, I, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be spending a lot of time talking about this, but I've been obsessed with uh, South Korean cinema since, oh, this is a good one. I saw, again, uh, Bong Joon-ho. I saw, um, oh my God, my brain right now. Snowpiercer? No. No, no, uh, even before that, The yeah. Host. Remember? I saw At The Little, and <laughs> you know, I went alone, as I often did in the uh, early 2000s, and it just knocked me out, and I was just a Bong Joon-ho guy ever since, so... Um, that he still, you know, continues to keep up that quality. Uh, Parasite was just so wonderful, and that, like, you know, you know, it, like I guess early two thousands, it's like, you know, like a, a movie nerd genre, South Korean cinema, it, that it got to the Oscars like that. It's just unbelievable. The the basically like it, it validated what I've uh, liked. So um, it's about me, is what I'm saying. Anyways, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for me. Jay, wait, can I just jump in for one quick second to say just yeah. I, I hate I hate to already start plugging things locally, but not mm. at the little, at the Dryden. If you like yeah. South Korean cinema, a broker is playing Friday, March seventeenth at the Dryden. Um it Ooh. is fantastic. It's so good. Um I just I highly recommend it. It's a really, really, really great film. Isn't Song right, King Ho in that too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my god, I'd love him. Yeah, yeah gonna, it's, I'm gonna check it's, that out. It's really good. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic in it. Yeah. As always. Oh, wonderful. All right. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Go to the Dryden for South Korean cinema. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Awesome. All right. Great answer. And I love that you already just right away went for, I'm going to throw out something that wasn't a winner, which honestly is fine because 
I, yeah, wherever you want to go with that. All right, let's let's continue down our introduction train here. And next, I've got my friend, our wonderful, uh, talented filmmaker, Jackie McGriff. Uh, yes, thanks for having me as always. Um, yeah, I'm bracing myself for the hot takes that are going to happen um, later on in this episode. Um, but um, uh, I, I really love Parasite. I really do. Um, okay. It, it was really tough for me because I'm like, I try to decide whether or not like your favorite amounts to the one that you, like your your actual favorite or the one that you watched the most. Um, Ooh, I, okay. I would say like, like Parasite I absolutely loved, was rooting for it, was like it absolutely needs to win. Um, and I'm so, so glad it won. I screamed um, when it won um, <laughs> the Oscars and everything. So I was like, uh, hails yes. Um, but as far as like, the, the best picture winner that I've watched the most is actually Spotlight. So really? I oh. really, I really love, um, I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for like anything that having to do with like journalism, like that and like really digging into a story. So like I was saying last year, she said was last year's spotlight. But I think Spotlight oh, did a lot yeah. of really, really good things. Um, more so than she said. I still enjoyed she said, but um, yeah, that would be that would be my pick. And I'm I'm cutting my answer short because my food has arrived um from Instacart <laughs> and I can hear the buzzer. So parasite, it is not parasite, spotlight, that's mine. Make sure you get, get your delivery person's Oscar yep. pick, please. We need oh, their pick, too. We'll, we'll <laughs> All right. Well, while Jackie's going to get the Oscar picks from the delivery person, we have joining us once again our friends from the Little, and they are literally in the Little right now. Yeah. Uh, Matt Turk and Adam Lubitow. Uh, go ahead, guys. You... You can decide who wants to go first. I want you to go first. We have, we have a tradition here of like, usually Adam picks something that then is mine also, so I'm going to see how this goes. So, well, <laughs> right. uh, I think my pick is Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could have discussed this. Nope. nope. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think Moonlight is one of the only, possibly the only time my pick for the best movie of that year actually won Best Picture. Um, <laughs> Moonlight is amazing, so yeah, I was ecstatic that it won, and it's a phenomenal film. So yeah, that that's my pick. And I'm sorry, I still have to be that. As usual, picking <laughs> <laughs> favorite film. Yes, I also agree. Moonlight was amazing. If we are talking though about like other things, I also very recently I do think Nomadland actually is a really really lovely remarkable. Yeah. Film. Yes. I really liked a lot. So, but otherwise, yes, Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Oh, I want to just quickly interrupt you too, and I apologize for this. Um, Warren Beatty pronounces it La La Land, so I just uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what a moment! Oh, that was a fun year. The, the fun thing is that, like, <laughs> after last year's Oscar ceremony and the slap, and then the unbelievable uh, cringe moment of. Will Smith getting the award and us having to all see that speech. Um, it made the whole Moonlight and La La Land thing just seem like a cute, fun, like, oh, that was silly. <laughs> oh, good. I leave and then I just come back in time for to hear the incident from last year. I'm uh -huh. so done. Yeah, that's all right. We, we can fly right over it. I was. Uh, no, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, no, let's okay. not. Let us not. Please. Don't be the villain. 
Don't be the villain. Okay. <laughs> um, Jackie, the, the delivery driver, what was their Oscar pick? They left before I could get it. <laughs> it's all about speed. It took too long. And so they were like, you know, we're just going to leave her stuff on, on the front porch there. Wow, that um, music played them off fast. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you this do? is like, this is, they they were, I guess, up for a tech award. They had the five seconds and they're out. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, as always, I'm your host, Mike Huntone. Uh, my pick, I mean, yeah, it's tough to pick anything for me but parasite uh again sharing the love of korean film that uh, jay heavily influenced me on um and Ooh. just bong joon ho i he's he's awesome so i loved so seeing him get the award uh i think especially like where america was in 2019 like having that moment where we are going to recognize this and recognize uh a film in a foreign language and all that was fantastic um so I really love that. But aside from that, I would, I was trying to think, well, don't go Parasite because, uh, you know, it, everybody's going to pick Parasite maybe. Um, though I love the Moonlight pick. Moonlight is astounding. That's very high up there for me. Uh, but the other one I would say for me would be Birdman. I like that a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I was forgetting that it had the like super long kind of semi subtitle, just like uh, in Yari 2's movie this year that we talked about with the techies um yeah i really love inyari too in his uh, movie i think i'm mixed on like some of them but it, it just everything is always visually outstanding and uh yeah i really i like birdman a lot more than i thought i would uh, so that was very good uh, and there's a, a ton from those so many good movies and so many good movies that were missed but we are here now to talk about uh more current i guess so let's let's jump in. So let's take a look back at at 2021. Yeah, I can do math. That was last year. 2021. Last year's big winner for Best Picture was Coda. That was up against Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So uh, I feel like Coda was kind of a a surprise a little bit right i know it had gotten a lot of attention in like the award season leading up that gotten a lot of praise but it seemed like it was a little bit of a surprise where that was going to go i don't know what do you all think what did you all think about coda like one at winning uh about its movie what your pick was last year anyone want to share any personal leanings um i'll share um so okay so I saw that Coda, a, a lot of the discourse across Twitter, which around award season is always oh, annoying as hell. Um, but like, I mean, yes, most thank of you, the year. thank you, Adam. I know y'all can't see this, but Adam <laughs> rolled his eyes in a way that I highly, highly appreciate. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, there was a lot of like Coda versus Power of the Dog, and people kept going back and forth about which one they thought would win when I was just like, I feel pretty mad about most of these nom nominees. Um, Cause my, my favorite film of 2021 was the harder they fall. And I knew yeah, that that, that was, was not great. going to get anything. So I was like, I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> also too, was that the year that passing also came out? I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, so that yeah. was one, um, 
that the other Matt on Twitter, um, one of the other Matts on Twitter. <laughs> There's a legion of Rochester like, Matts. Yeah, no, that one won Best Picture. Don't fact check us. Um, because <laughs> the fact that Ruth Nega did not get a nomination, I'm still bitter about. Um, and and I will be for quite some time. Um, and uh, so yeah, so I didn't really care for. Look, I I saw Coda. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, it was a heartwarming you know story and everything. Um. It's still not fully representative of, I, I thought, like the, the deaf community. You're still centering someone who is hearing, a hearing person. So it's like everyone who's like applauding Coda for this, I'm just like, guys, no, like, sure, but also, no, you're still centering someone who's hearing. So I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. And then Power of the Dog. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what to say. It was like I I I enjoyed it, but again, it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't do a whole lot for me. Not like passing or the heart of they all did for sure. So yeah, yeah. I I had similar thoughts, Jackie, with Coda. So I thought Coda was incredibly charming. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was it was a wonderful movie. You know, the moment where they're singing in the back of the, the truck there. and her dad, I mean, I was just a mess watching that. I was yeah, okay. so glad that Troy got the supporting actor well yeah. deserved. That was awesome. For but sure. it, but yeah. you're right. I mean, the movie overall, it, I thought it was pretty standard coming-of-age movie stuff. And it was tough that I, you know, it followed on the year before we got Sound of Metal, which I thought was such a... Oh, yeah. Like, that really changed my perspective of uh being deaf in the deaf community in a way yes. that like i felt ashamed like living in rochester which we where we have such a great strong deaf community here that mm -hmm. this just movie like opened my eyes in ways that are like so many things i didn't consider about and like coda what didn't and it didn't get at that either like coda was more like uh like well they're also you know they're a regular family too um, which again, it's wonderful. It's uh, like, it's not a bad movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, you know, for me, I think, uh, yeah, I had a hard time picking. So I think, well, drive my car was my favorite out of those. Um, uh, just talking about elevating Asian film that I think is great. I also funny because I'm the one that complains about three hour movies and that is a three hour <laughs> movie. Um, but I just thought it was absolutely wonderful and moving and, uh, you know, it, I I really like that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about Jay, Adam, Matt? What were? How did you guys feel about those last year? Um, uh, I feel similarly to what you guys said about Coda. I was, it was good, it, but it didn't. I felt like I I appreciated it more as a representation kind of thing. I right. I appreciated like the. Uh, I mean, I always love Marley Matlin. I I loved Troy Kotzer's performance. Yeah. Um, but as a actual narrative, I was like, I feel like this is kind of a standard, right? Story that I've seen before, just in this case, mm -hmm. for the Death Family. Right. Um, so yeah, it's not one of my favorite <laughs> winners uh, for Best Picture. I think probably that year, I probably would have gone with Power of the Dog. Um. Just because my relationship with that film evolved over time, I saw it early on as a, a press screening 
um, sort of, I think in September. Um, and it was so not at all what I expected. I was like, I need to sit and think about that and how exactly right. I feel about that movie. But seeing it that early, like I had, I actually did have time to sit and think about it. And then when I ended up seeing it later, when we did the uh, best picture showcase, showcase, uh, yeah, Regal, I think, um, seeing it again, then I was like, oh, I get it now. And then I, I actually ended up really liking it and it being, I think, possibly my favorite of the bunch. Nice. Um, which, yeah, it's it helps to have time to not have to it does. instant opinion about, well, you know, try to, you know, quantify how I feel about this immediately and having months to actually sit and think about it and let it marinate. Right. I feel like helped that movie. Well, and it's such such a subtle movie, too, because yeah. I remember I think it was conversations with Jackie and Jay like that. I remember wa walking out like turning it off on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, it's like, what the hell just happened? Like, what is this? And like it already had like the buzz. And then I think it was just those separate conversations realizing like, oh, OK, like I missed this. I meant that this was going on. And yeah, so I kind of had that like my respect for it grew a lot and that I really appreciated how subtle it is, but it like, you really have to be very engaged with it. And that's the downside with like anything streaming now. Like it's great that we get to see things streaming that we have the access. Um, you know, if we can't get out to the theater though, again, of course, support your local theaters. We want people to do that. And we love the little, um, but it's great having that X, but it's not the same thing. It's so easy to not be engaged with a film when you're watching it at home that, um, yeah, that one took me by surprise there. So it's, that's up there for me for sure. I will just say quickly, I feel like just as a person, I go through these waves where like sometimes my taste lines up with the Oscars and then some years it very, very much doesn't. And it's just, I think it's a mix of me and then culturally what's happening and you know, like that sort of thing. And last year is a year where my taste very much did not line up with the Oscars. But I also feel like it's just, it's a balance where like favorite things of mine last year were like things like, again, we're speaking about 2021, were things like The Green Knight and Barb and Starhood of the Sequel Mar. And The Last Duel. And like those are. Oh, things thank you. Thank you. The, like, the Last Duel was one I was, I was mad it was not nominated, especially when Don't Look Up was. Um, and I am still endlessly mad that Jodie Comer did not get... How did she not... I don't know how you watch that movie and then think, oh, she's not one... Like, ah, she was amazing. Not to make this a long thing about The Last Duel, but I do feel like this is an interesting example of, like, the challenge that movies as a piece of art based in the marketplace in terms of marketing and everything. Yeah. I completely admit, I will own this. I had no interest in that film. I saw the trailer. I saw the poster. Right. I was like, I have no interest in this. And Adam right. saw it, and he was like, you have to see this movie. Like, <laughs> And I was right. like, okay, fine. And okay. we went and saw it, and now I can't shut up about it. I was like, <laughs> oh, you will not see this and go, oh, my God, the performances, the structure, right. the editing. Amazing. Yes. I still need to see it. I still need to watch it. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's yeah. right. I only saw it because it was on HBO Max, and I think it was. Uh, usually, I take off my birthday and we'll watch. I'll either try to go to the theaters and see a bunch of movies, watch them at home, or a mix. 
And it was just, again, I'm the D&D nerd that I was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, this uh, didn't look super great, but I like its nights, and uh, Jay had probably told me that it was good, so I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And then I was absolutely floored and didn't expect that I would be, like, sobbing through half this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the marketing was awful for it. It is a tough sell. Yeah, nice. It's absolutely yeah. a tough sell, you know. Yeah. It's a movie about sexual assault. And right. So it's hard to be like, yeah, let's go and go see that movie with the, you know, our, the night you have for entertainment. Let's, let's spend, and it's, it's, it's like two and a half hours, a two and a half hour right. movie about sexual assault. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, with I, a I Rashomon get, style. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. adds to the marketability. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and either I came to it, like, I, I didn't end up seeing it until it was at Movies 10, which is our, you know, the, the second mm-hmm. one of the year. Well, used Once. to be the second round theater. Used now. to be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, it completely blindsided me and blew me away. And I was like, no, Matt, you need to go see this before it leaves. You see it on the screen. So like the, the next week we went, I watched it again. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> even the title, like I think the title is terrible because it does. It makes you think this movie is just about like, especially when you get big names like Adam Driver and Matt Damon, like, Oh, this is just a movie where we're gonna watch two, two guys brawl, and some, and then right, you look at the l- runtime, you're like, all right, I like sword fights, but why do I want to watch a movie that's two and a half? That's gonna take us inevitably two hours and fifteen minutes to get to this fight. Why do I care? And they never, like, I don't, I couldn't offer a better name, but there had to be something out there. I mean. It's not like plain or needle in a time stack. Oh my like, god, I was just about to say that. <laughs> it is not a great oh name. Oh my god. I was just, I was like I was wondering stack. about that movie. I was like, what happened to it? <laughs> like, I don't don't ask because I don't think that we want to know. I want to know. I like I was I was plugged in to the trailer. I listen, I was like, I'm gonna go watch, I gotta find this, I gotta watch it. And then that title card comes up, and I'm like, what were y'all smoking? <laughs> okay, because I think y'all should stay the hell away from that drug. I, I, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good. All right? So whoever came up with this, no. You are not allowed to name any other movies. I'm sorry. But I was wondering. Uh, I was like, it is not. I'm like, okay, the last duel, it's not needle, needle in a time stick. It's also not the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Um, and I'm like, no, I did enjoy that movie, but holy crap, shorten the name. I'm like, no, shorten the name. Like, keep it simple. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not well, it's not one of those. <laughs> don't tell that to Alejandro because he does not like that. It's a miracle that Babel was just named Babel. I'm going to tell myself that was actually an acronym for, like, Bardo and the base of elegant lioness. I don't know. Anyways, I'm done. That was a nice nice try there. I tried. Uh, (laughs) Jay, what was your, what were your thoughts last year? Uh, I kind of fall into, yeah, I fall into what Matt was saying is, like, really, I I didn't love anything. And, And, like, again, young film nerd me, like, if you were to tell me that, you know, Guillermo del Toro and Paul Thomas Anderson would have, you know, be in the best picture race. I, I wouldn't believe you, but then I end up liking a movie by Kenneth Branagh more who I have issues with. So I, I like, 
last year kind of broke my brain, so I, I don't, yeah, I, I bow out from this conversation. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I gotta go back. You can blame me for this podcast being longer. It's fine. Um. Uh. But like, what is okay? What is your beef, real quick, with uh, Kenneth Branagh? I need to know. I mean, I, okay, so. <laughs> this is my beef. I, I actually have a quick answer for you. Okay. So again, Belfast last year, you know, he directed that. He yeah. wrote it too. I mean, like the man is a talent. We're we're not okay, by we, I mean me. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that. But he also made the I mean, as far as I'm concerned, unwatchable movie the same year uh on Disney Plus um Artemis Fowl. And, oh, and it's like I haven't uh, watched it. Exactly. So he's doing Oscar stuff, but he's also Artemis Fowling. And I spell foul F-O-U-L. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's the book. That's not his fault. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, the book spells F-O-W-L. So I'm I'm riffing here. Anyways, oh, oh, I got you. You're, I wasn't CJ, a huge fan you're... of Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, I think Cinderella, like Jack uh, Ryan Shadow Recruit. These are not great movies <laughs> I, I will I, I will counter Cinderella is the best of the Disney live action remakes bar none but we can have that discussion yeah let's talk about it Matt. anyway our Disney um, live action spinoff podcast we will dig into that well he was also responsible listen I liked the first Thor movie me so. too I I, I really did too but it was one. before Marvel really figured things out as far as I'm concerned so he you yes. know the raw materials he did some stuff Chris Hemsworth was there, so I'll, I'll give him that. And, and I really like Belfast for a lot of like Shakespeare remakes. Like he is Mr. Shakespeare, so that's what yeah, I well, right. For. That well, right, that's what I think is all the Shakespearean yeah. acting, and then of course he directed yeah. a bunch. But I'm with you, Jay. I really loved Belfast, and it's so you know, good. I, yeah, this is made me want to watch Belfast. I haven't seen it, so oh, it's so good, terrific, yeah. And it, it's appropriate, like, to look at it this year because this is like the Irish year at the Oscars. So yes. maybe that was just leading the way. But it's interesting that, like, you know, I've mentioned half my family Bel is Irish, so Belfast I walked so that what? <laughs> <laughs> so I like that a lot. Banshees, there you go. Banshees um, and Quiet yeah. Girl so and an Irish Goodbye and <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I love. I mean, I I love Irish movie. I watch a lot of like the Troubles movies, and I was surprised like this one is from a Protestant perspective. Like I come from an Irish Catholic thing, so it's you know most of the movies I watch are movies like. Uh, like in the name of the father that I love that's like look at all the awful yeah, things so they did good. to the Catholic community. So it was it was interesting to watch the other side and still see what I thought was just a good look at how like people that are not uh, you know involved in the in the struggle or you know aren't in some armed paramilitary group like how this affects them like just a normal family trying to live and uh, yeah I that was, I think that was my number two behind Drive Your Drive My Car. Uh, that, yeah, it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Whether you love Kenneth Branagh as a <laughs> you can love actor, <laughs> nothing wrong with loving Kenneth Branagh. That's true. That's all right. So let's <laughs> let's 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 journey on um, into our current year's nominees. So I'm just gonna list all the nominees this year, and then. Uh, Let's have at it. Let's yes. talk about what we love, Let's what we it. don't. 
who we think they're going to win or who do we think the Academy is going to go with and who the snubs are. All right, without further ado, the 95th Academy Award nominees for Best Picture are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisharan, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So again, we've got a full slate, 10 movies they gifted with the nomination, I guess I will say. And uh, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. What do you all think about this slate? Gifted, you know that's a lie. Anyway, um, <laughs> start well, with I'm of oh. some of these, it was a gift to get that nomination. Some of these, yes. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I would say that would actually be, so that is, of course, my pick for best picture would be everything, everywhere, all at once. Spoiler. Was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, like the other, I, I think, again, just because it's, it's, it's really a heartwarming story and like at the center of it, while you're getting like multiverses, while you're getting like all of these like random, just, oh my gosh, the, the amount of, the amount of things happening also with the amazing performances by, by everyone, um, Again, Stephanie Shu, I just put her in more things. Um, Michelle Yo finally getting her due. Uh, as as with Key uh, Q Kwan, or oh my gosh, I'm going to put hey, her. Kwan. Thank you, because I was like, I've practiced this so many times, and I still can't <laughs> get it. I will get it at some point. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, but yes, like I am just here for everything, ever all at once. Um, if not, though, if not, I'm also rooting for Banshees. Um, like, again, that was, I did not see, there's elements in that, in that movie that I did not see coming. Um, and I appreciated that. <laughs> um, but again, like you, again, you have these amazing performances. Um, and it's, again, it just blows my mind that Martin McDonough, um, both the writer and the director of this film, like, was writing as he as they went. He didn't have, or he didn't have like an outline set up, you know, like normal directors do. No, he this man <laughs> just like wrote, like you know, as he went. And I'm just like, sir, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> um, but oh my god, yeah, no, I really, I really did enjoy Banshees. Just looking at the character arcs, you know, for our two like main characters and everything. Um, and then of course using, using, um, like the civil war that's going on in Ireland, um, like juxtaposed against this or using that basically as like a driving force between these two or like, a, like a parallel, a parallel to these two. Um, I, I thought, just thought was fantastic. So like, those are the two. Um, and of course, women talking is amazing. And I thought Tar was great too, but like, as far as my top two picks, everything ever all at once or Banshees. If not, so there it is. All right, are we done? Cool. Um, <laughs> happy twenty twenty three, everyone. Podcast. <laughs> yeah.
All right, well, don't go all at once. <laughs> can we top that? Can we? Uh, for me, I feel like as a as a slate of Best Picture nominees, I feel like I feel like it's pretty good as far as the Oscars go. Like, mm-hmm. I at this point, I don't expect the Oscars to, you know, always include all of my favorite films. But that said, like a bunch of my favorite films of the year are in here. Like, I would include Everything Everywhere, of course. Nancy Given a Sharon, The Fableman's, Car, and Women Talking. I think would be among my my personal picks for best films of the year. The fact that there's that many in there, um, but collectively, I feel like they did a good job of including some good movies, which, let's be honest, sometimes is rare. <laughs> um, but uh, some interesting movies, um, they always feel like the Academy is desperate to make sure that popular movies with the general public are in there. Um, and so I feel like getting Avatar and Top Gun, Elvis, and Everything Everywhere, like those were all super popular movies generally. Yeah. And I think they're all pretty decent movies. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't, I don't have a whole lot of qualms with what ended up in the race this year. Uh, my personal pick uh, would be Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't, I feel like that is the consensus of everyone. Like, everyone I know loves that movie. I know at this point there's a backlash developing because, of course, oh, it's, right, in, right. it's inevitable. Um, but that movie is just, we had an early screening of it at The Little. Um, oh, yeah. And right that was... from there, like, the response and people who came to that screening, like, immediately, yep. like, oh, this this movie is something special. Like, people oh, yeah. are going to, you know, this movie is going to stick with people. And I feel like even then, like, that, that first screening, it was, it was very apparent. And so it's, on one hand, if you ask me then, like, would this be a Best Picture frontrunner? This would be a Kung Fu movie with hot dog fingers and movie right. I'd be like, you are absolutely insane. Right, <laughs> right. On the other hand, I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes sense now, seeing how much people love that movie and still love that movie. And, you know, Michelle Yeoh for everything. For everything. And I hope, I hope oh, she, yeah. she gets her rewards on, on Oscar <laughs> night. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, I want to touch on for a moment the because you I would like to think that it was like this in other places. All I have from my perspective is just the Rochester experience with everything everywhere all at once to talk on. But that screening is such uh, was such a linchpin, and I credit a lot of that to our friend that is here, Matt. Uh, <laughs> that as far as I know, Matt is like the one who maybe maybe. Oh, was Adam? <laughs> No, no, Mike, thank you. I will take the like the like oh, okay. side of it credit. But no, that screening literally is because Adam is the one who was like, This looks like this will be great. We should try to see what we can do. Adam's the one who made that entire screening happen. I just handled the little community say, side of it. So Yeah, nice. but that was but that was huge in that like you invited uh you know, it was a lot of our friends from Rochester Twitter to people who are not from the Rochester area or not as obsessed with Twitter as 
most of us on this uh, this podcast are as horrible um, as it's getting. Yes, right, yes, but our little <laughs> Rochester Twitter community is really strong. You know, I think we really grew. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of us grew really strongly together and lifted each other up through the pandemic, and it's just been awesome to see us continue to connect with each other. And this is an event. I, you know, a lot of the people from that are very active uh, in that community uh, were at this event, and it was funny. Like, see, a lot of them. It was like the first time, or one of the first time in a while, I'd seen any of them, and and it was funny, like seeing them. Then we're all kind of tweeting afterwards like hey we saw this and then just seeing it build from there like seeing that ripple from the i saw and then seeing like oh jackie's going back or like Kristen, you know she's another one that was uh, repeatedly like i'm going back i'm going back and other people uh you know that were just like i'm going back i'm going to see it and you just like saw it in the like at least locally the kind of the pop culture awareness it just grew and grew and grew and you're right, like, when I first saw it, I thought, like, I loved it. I thought, wow, this is wild and brave and incredible. But it's almost like this is, but it's also so weird, which I say in an endearing way because I love weird movies. Um, I mean, my favorite my favorite animated movie, my snub last year was that Mitchell's vs. the Machines did not get a Best Picture nominee because mm-hmm. I absolutely freaking love that, and that's probably outside of... A, into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie I've watched the most. Um, I, so, But it's like, people aren't going to get this. Like, they're going to... I don't even want to say get this, because then I feel like I sound super pretentious. But it's just, it's going to be too weird for people. That, like, eh, okay, this is a bit much for me. And so to see so many people, like, embrace that, hey, I can roll with this. That, like, I can take a movie that isn't, like, have all the beats that I expect. And uh, just something that's going to really stretch how we're used to, like, what we're used to seeing in a movie. And uh, from a popular standpoint, and have so many people lynch onto it. And then again, like, we've talked about through all the categories here, like, uh, the Daniels are, you know, have, 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 like, I guess, what do you call it? Like, cult indie buzz, kind of. But, like, outside of, like, everyone in this movie... Uh, Obviously, aside from, like, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, but, like, from the, the crew, the all the people involved in the different parts of making it are all, like, like new. They're not in the usual, like, we've talked about with Fablemans or, you know, where it's, like, it's Spielberg and his superstar crew. Like, it's all, it's all, like, people new to the game and to see, like, they put this together and made this. And, you know, they just stepped over, like... I mean, well, what a, they established themselves as belonging in the same realm as a Top Gun Maverick or an Avatar Way of Water. Like, Cameron had his, like, billions of dollars to make this movie with all, and, you know, the Daniels gave us everything everywhere all, all at once, and it, you know, it deserves to be in this room and deserves to be the honored, like, right alongside of her on top of something like that so it's just it's so punk rock badass that i freaking love that i think one of the things that i think is also not i don't want to say makes a good narrative but what i want to say is from a like a distribution industry like standpoint what i think is kind of really lovely and 
heartwarming about everything everywhere is that while I know that A24 is kind of riding that balance on whether they're too hip or whether they're still (laughs) maintaining a like really cool, awesome, they are the indie art house distributor that like also does a great job and people love and they're cool and they're fun. Um, right. I know. So I, the point is, I know some people have said that they've you know, tipped over into like it's too much at this point. Oh right. Well, I, but people are going to call somebody sellouts as soon yeah, as they can. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think that what A twenty four did has done, but specifically did with everything everywhere, is that they realized that they had something really special on their hands, and they literally put the full amount of their like energy behind it to actually like really be like we need to get this in front of people if they see it they will love it we need to like double down on being like have you ever seen a movie poster that's just entirely googly eyes like they literally were (laughs) like we want to make this as interesting as we possibly can so that people pun i guess intended can't look away like from, from the eyes like to it to a point where they were like we can do what we can we will put our full weight behind this weird movie because we think that everyone will actually love it. And I know that we, anyone who's passionate about any film feels that if I could just get people to see it, like, right, but I right. think that that is a very difficult concept for a distributor to actually do and actually succeed at, especially when, again, to A24's credit, I believe they, as a studio, have the most nominations at the Oscars this year. I think yes, Disney's really. trying to claim it yep. over the course of multiple studios and Pixar and Disney and Fox right, and everything. Right. But just yeah. as a straight one studio, I believe A24 has the most. Yep. Across the yeah, Awesome. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate the fact check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that, like, that's just, it's a real, it's a real testament to, like, not only what the film was made, but also that, therefore, the amount of work put rallying around it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's funny because it feels like, I mean, it it is such like it it doesn't fit because I for the Oscars for me there is always like especially with Best Picture they're always trying to fit in like certain slots like to me Tar is kind of like the the independent film like Todd Fields has sort of like a you know like a street cred um, but there's also a European vibe to it I I think there's like a lot of like that kind of makes sense to me Elvis we got to have the biopic you know about the dead. American white man. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Avatar and Top Gun. We got the you know. There's a blockbuster there, so that they want to celebrate that. I feel like that started with the Dark Knight, where they're like, we gotta. And I think that's when all the you know they pushed out from five to more slots. So that's kind of they're like, okay, we we like popcorn movies. Like, please watch the Oscars. Um, all Quiet <laughs> on the Western Front seems like it, it's that's a twofer. So you got the war movie. We need a war movie. But also it's like appeasing Netflix so they don't throw a tantrum that they're not at the Oscars. Um, then we got, <laughs> Call it out, Jay. Yeah, then we got the Fablemans, which is the Spielberg category. I mean, he is uh, an industry. <laughs> so category, yeah. it, it, he made a movie. It has to be nominated. And Fablemans, is, <laughs> and that's not shade at Fableman. I actually really like Fablemans as well. But it just, it is what it is. Like, I mean, Spielberg, like, could have just released that, like, home movie he made when he was a child of like the the little model airplane and and we would have nominated that but that's, <laughs> right yeah um triangle of sadness we need we need the kind of the european cachet street cred domination um that's where that fits um but again I, I'm, I'm rambling now but um 
like everything ever well that does not fit any kind of you know oscar sort of agenda right. so i just i love that it feels like something that would have been nominated for like original screenplay and and that would have it won a one for that right. and that's cool but like it's up for best picture like i, I just really want it if it doesn't win I, i'm gonna be sad <laughs> yeah it it's tough how do you go against it um i know i don't i'm kind of with jackie though so uh, i know jackie you mentioned love of banshees so i tried to think of this i mean i don't know how you go with everything every so i'm gonna pretend that's not in this <laughs> That's not in here, and if it's not Blasphemy. here, I'm kidding. Um, I I personally have a hard time between Banshees and Women Talking. Uh, women Talking was the one that surprised me the most. I've mm -hmm. said it before; I will say it again. To me, it is a flawless movie. It is the story, the cinematography, the even the score. I can't. We really talked about the score, but like the score in it is like really interesting. Everything just worked so like. The acting, everything was put together so well and so powerfully, uh, you know, in the service of giving us this story and this experience that was, oh man, it was just fan. It was, again, near perfect to me in that, uh, you know, it's very much my wheelhouse. But I think I might give the edge to Banshees. Um, again, this is the year, the year of the Irish film. Um, I love Martin McDonough. Uh, I love Colin Farrell and his eyebrows in this movie. And the fact yes. that, like, this is... So, <laughs> I judge personally, and I guess this is like, when I look at a movie and when I assess, like, what do I think is the best? It's like, what stays with me from this movie? Mm -hmm. And to think that if you told me that from now on, if someone says the name Jenny... I will think of a donkey Aww. and then want to punch someone for oh saying that. Oh my god! Because Why I can't that do that? I forgot all about that. That's right. It's so good. And right, like Jackie talked about using the like Irish Civil War as an allegory <laughs> for, you know, the battle between these two, the journey that they go on, everything. Oh man, it's just so freaking good. And the performances are so fantastic. Like, uh, we talked about with the supporting actor role, like Barry Keough, that he, like, he is always creepy in everything. And, like, I have a love-hate relationship with him in, okay. like, films. Because sometimes he, or I said Keough, but it's... Keoghan. Keoghan, so, thank you. Yep, sorry. I am a fan of his, like, he's very talented. But there's times where it's, like, the creepiness is almost too much for me. Like he was really good in 71, like talking about an Irish film. I think people should see 71 is amazing. He's okay. it, uh, but like killing, killing of a sacred deer. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Like, like that, that, that's where it's that. Right. So killing of the sacred deer to its benefit cranked up his creepiness. Okay. Again, to oh, the benefit in, of in defense. So I feel like, cause I was also like you, Mike, I did not trust anything i was like I, after the killing of sacred deer i was like nope i don't trust right, this right. man but, at all and so like but but so another movie that played at the little um that changed my perspective um was and i feel like no one talks about this movie um american animals oh it's so never good heard that that film, well, listen, on my letterbox yes so i 
was fully like the entire time I'm like sitting there and I'm going, okay, so at some point, right, he's going to turn on his like creepy vibes, right? No, I never get that. It's um, it's actually his friend played by um, Evan Peters, who is the wild card um, in, in the group. And um, even though they're all doing something shady, um, yeah, Evan Peters take, takes it. So there you go, another creep. Um, so oh, I, I see Jeffrey Dahmer now, just so you all know. <sighs> Jason, oh, oh, Jason oh. gave this five stars, so that's all I need to I see. I love you. that movie. Even it's though we, so... we should talk about, I won't talk about another movie that Jason gave five stars and oh, I gave and one star to. Well. He's not... <laughs> okay, let's talk about it because it's Oscar season. <laughs> Orphan, so good. <laughs> It's the best freaking movie. I don't want to hear it. Let's maybe we shouldn't talk. About it. <laughs> That's <laughs> this is uh me and Jay have few few bones of contention. I think our tastes Orphan usually align. Them, though it almost broke us up as friends. <laughs> it almost did, but our friendship endures. And this is well, you have yeah, was Orphan it? the Horror Movie. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. I've just heard of it. I've never actually seen it. So. Oh, please watch it at some point. And then you got to <laughs> wash, wash it down with a nice tall glass of Orphan First Kill, the sequel prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it one star. And if you know me, like, I tend to find something to love about everything. And, but that's a whole other. I'm not going to go. Yeah, we aren't going there. We aren't going there. But I will say, again, in this movie, another thing that that mark to me that in this movie i actually loved barry in this movie mm-hmm. he it was played so well that i was so upset yeah. uh oh spoiler alert I, but honestly if you haven't watched these why are you listening to this <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's maybe because like they want to hear from us oh right? yeah they all right all on, right fine they should go and fine watch. yeah well, you don't need to see all of them but if you haven't seen they, banshees you're just stop this no, right no. now go to Let's, hbo max no. Listen, if I had to sit through Triangle of Sadness, so do that. So go watch so that. that. Go watch that. Okay. I'm at Jackie underscore McGriff, right, on Twitter. I would need you to I need to know what you thought. <laughs> Thank you very much. So Triangle of Sadness, that's your alternate pick, Jackie? Don't Mike, I will I will leave this call right now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. If I had to sit through that, if I had to sit through <laughs> freaking Elvis, I I and did I you, love did you Baz finish Elvis? I love Baz Luhrmann, but this just did not this just did not do it for me. So I did, yeah. Did you finish it? I, I did. Know you, oh, I nice. literally literally See? like a few minutes before we had to be here. Um, I, 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 listen, I watched, I watched most of it up until like 40 minutes to the end. And then I was like, okay, at some point I will have to come back and finish this movie. And I did. And yeah, yeah. You're an Oscar hero. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Peace. No one's mentioned (laughs) that Banshee should have been nominated for sound just for the sound of Brendan Gleeson's fingers hitting the door. That that is what haunts me the most is like, it makes sense because of course, Brendan Gleeson's fingers are like the size of, I don't know, like, like tree stumps and just like, Oh my God. Like it's just, maybe that's a spoiler, but Oh my God. That's what I, what's really it's sticking with me. About that movie. <laughs> he could be drumming them on the door. Thank you. Oh, I, like that. I appreciate that. Oh. Oh I can't breathe. <laughs> so my son plays the viola at school, 
And like the other day he's playing that at uh, like he's doing practice. And I just, when he's, he was at our dining room table, like practicing for solo is coming up. And I just had this image of like a friend in Gleason without his finger, like when he's leading the band down and he can't even play the, his violin at all. And he's just oh, like, it was so messed up. Like, just like shoving it, like, you know, like keeping the beat with it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to mention this to my son. I was very scared where the story was going. I'm yes! Like, <laughs> yeah! Oh, no. but, For real. <laughs> you and me, it was both me throwing you my me fingers at the door about the movie Orphan. Was, I'm just like, <laughs> we're done, Mike. I'm going to haunt you. I just am going to imagine you sitting, you sitting in your house watching Orphan while I'm out around it with the, like, yes. piling the wood against the wall. Yes. Okay, so thoughts about, Avatar. thoughts about Avatar. Thoughts about Avatar. That's yeah. what I was going to ask too. I was so intrigued to feel. I feel like Avatar is very, very interestingly divisive with perfectly valid reasons. So. Oh, yeah, that is actually perfect. <laughs> the way you said that. Yes. Yeah, moving on. Yes. <laughs> okay, because I listen. Given all that James Cameron has just come out of his mouth, um, you know, <laughs> he's been a filmmaker. Um, I. Listen, okay. This this man is uh, like responsible for like some of the the, the the best films, and like in my opinion, as far as just yeah, I mean, like as as far as True like go and everything. There you go. Um, aliens. So like, I I was not expecting to like this movie. I did love the first one, also recognizing that it is very much a white savior movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I still enjoyed, I still enjoyed a lot of it. Um, the dialogue needs a lot of work. Um, but, um, <laughs> but watching this one, I like sitting there with my friend and I'm going, dang it, I actually liked this. Ah! So like, uh, cause given, uh, given the motivation, um, and someone can look up the actual quote, but essentially what James Cameron was saying was like, this was his ode or paying homage to like the Lakota nation, you know, and this is, I imagine this is what would have happened if, you know, the, they had fought harder or something like that. Right. I know I'm butchering it, but essentially that's what this man said out of his yeah. mouth. And a lot of indigenous activists were not having it. And so uh, I'm like, okay, like this is, I'm watching it for the purposes of the podcast. I would have watched it eventually, Given that what he had said, I was just like, and yeah, I was just like, no. But at the same time, it is a, it, it's a very, of course, a very familiar story. Um, we talked about yesterday on the podcast about the visual effects and like, there is no competing against this film as far as visual effects. Like how, how can you, there's, there's just no way. Um, so it's incredible in that. Um, the acting again, given what, they were given with the script um as far as the dialogue it's just it's just awful um but like the acting the acting like the dialogue is terrible but the acting like through that is 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 still great so sam worthington has come a long way i was just going to say that right now um because i was worried yeah, I'm a sam worthington apologist so i appreciate that i was worried well because here's the thing sam worthington actually so there was an australian version of like or like it was a it was made in Australia. It was a was it what was the film? It was Macbeth, and he played Macbeth 
in um Ooh, okay and he's actually really good so i was like i knew those acting chops were there um but then it gets to avatar and i'm like did you forget um how to react to things um so i was worried there because then they kept casting him and stuff and i was just like everyone keeps making mention of like you know the fact that his he doesn't have a very good american accent um because his australian would keep slipping through and stuff um but no like he he did an amazing job zoe zeldana always coming with yes. just everything uh i thought she should have gotten nominated for her role in the last film because she did an incredible, I thought her performance was absolutely astounding. Um, but yeah, and then who, and then the kids too, like in the film and everything. I thought they were they were they were good. I love the overall themes. I'm just like, I don't know. I think for me, it's more about like the motivation for or behind making the movie itself that just has me very like uh I don't feel good about that at all um but yeah like I enjoyed it but it's not womening over everything everywhere all at once I'll tell you that right now um there's no way um but yeah so th- I mean that's how I thought about Avatar if anyone wants to share I would love to hear your thoughts about Avatar but yeah I I will say that one I was actually happy that we did go see the re-release of the first avatar you know whatever before a couple of months before this one um which i felt like one reminded me what avatar was about having not seen it since its original <laughs> right, right, so, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. um and uh but number two um i do i i don't want to double down too hard on theatrical 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 because listen I love a nice sitting in Netflix and chill. Like, you know, that's good. Like, you know, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> my partner's here. It's fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like with that, I feel like um, what I best picture wise this year, I ended up in just a, a very personal, nice, cozy spot where I have very fond theatrical memories of actually almost every one of the best picture nominees this year. Um, I saw all of them in the theater except for All Quiet. Um, Mm. And Avatar is again similar to Top Gun in the way that I went to IMAX and I saw it on the biggest, loudest screen that I could find, like in that case. And I think that in the i'm sure you guys again i haven't listened to the visual effects discussion but i feel like you guys i'm sure went through the process of like how much stuff looks like mud how much stuff is colorful etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. and i feel like there's no denying at this point that you see a bunch of big budget films and you're like gray 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 and then you get to <laughs> avatar and you're like this is stunning and yeah. like this is Absolutely. what this could look like if we gave yeah. this another time and resources to everything right and so i feel like yeah, again, like art versus artist, like basis and not. Yeah. But I'm like, it's a spectacle. And it is. it is something that is exciting and fun and, you know, to see. Like, best picture? Nah. But like, I had a good time at the movies. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I was, so I was similar to Jackie that I liked it better than I expected. Like yeah. I went in, so I did not like the first one. 
I thought uh -huh. visually it was cool, but I thought it was very redundant. Very redundant. Like, this is Dancers with the Wolves, except yeah. it's in space. I would argue, so yes, yes, I'm not going to dispute that, however, so back when I was having these conversations in college when the movie, the first movie came out, which is how long it was ago, anyway, um, so like, we, there was a million people who was like, it's Pocahontas, it's, it's, it's Dances Wolves, all these things, and I was like, I would argue that it's Atlantis. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm like. It's not as good as Atlantis. No, but, it's not as good as Atlantis. It's not as good as Atlantis. Atlantis is like, is top tier, okay? Top tier. Top tier. Only one, yeah. if anyone has a dispute with that, bring all the smoke because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I will not. Okay? <laughs> Atlantis is top tier. Can't change my mind. Will never change my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, um, people would make that comparison. I'm like, Okay, yes, I can see Dances with Wolves. Also, Atlantis, though, if we're going to really compare sure. the two. But, yeah, he definitely just took that and was like, okay, I'm going to make my own thing and make it like this large spectacle. So, no, I totally get that. But I I always tell people, I'm like, I think Atlantis. Um, You should also consider that one because, yeah, I think it hits it right on the head there, actually. As far as yeah, uh, well, and it's interesting too because the experience that I had again, I saw it once. I was like, the uh, speaking of the original one, I'm like, I guess I get visually why it's cool, but like just some of the like the crowing over it, I'm like, ah, all right, yes, it's visually cool, but like the store. So for me, I'm a very big like story person, mm -hmm. and that's where I want my best picture has to be like an interesting, unique, moving story, and I'm like. Well, it doesn't. It's a rehash story. And we had the experience right before the pandemic. Me and my family went to uh, Disney World. And in Animal Kingdom there, they have the Avatar Flights of Pass. And the whole, like, quadrant of the park is all set up like Pandora. And I it's absolute, I highly recommend anyone do that. So I'm a massive Star Wars nerd. Massive. I was super excited about Galaxy's Edge. And I was surprised that I... It, that Pandora section in Animal Kingdom is a very close to Galaxy's Edge, and to, it's absolutely stunning. And like the flights of passage ride Listen, is wild. Oh my god! My and sister like, and I, my sister and I, when we went, uh, we waited two hours oh yeah. for the flights of passage, and it was yep. so worth it. It was so amazing. What? Yeah, we waited for hours and hours. Number I had like the but, worst oh headache that morning. Pandora and the world is outstanding i but yeah so i saw that the whole thing uh, you know the whole experience in there like especially if you go back at night when everything is like lit up with the phosphorescence it's absolutely stunning so i'm like you know what they did all this stuff for this movie maybe i gotta give this movie another try so we got home from disney and me and my son you know put on avatar watched it and as soon as it was done my immediate thought was yep this is dances with wolves I, I like the theme park. I do not like this movie. So I really had well, like... That was anticlimactic, that story. <laughs> but I will say that... So this is my perspective going into Avatar The Way of Water. I had zero interest in seeing it. I'm like, I guess, like, you know, maybe it'll be cool to see in the theater. But my son was really excited about it because of Disney and all that. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I love going to the movies. So let's go and see this. And I was surprised. I, I liked it. I think it's a better movie 
yes. than the original. I yes. think that, yes, there's definitely like rehash storylines. Um, but I think that overall it's more original than the first one. I thought that all the like interplay with the different tribes and the, the, right, the kids and the adults, mm-hmm. I thought was way more interesting and way more went to way more depth than the, you know, than the original one. I even yeah. like the, the thing that like became a meme for a while that they had like one of the like, uh, the I don't know what do you call it? like the Marines that were the that were then in the yeah. Avatar suits like one of them had like the shades and like beard like the all the like uh, right wingers on Twitter <laughs> that they're like they actually put this in the movie that was really funny um, but yeah I I was surprised I actually liked it uh, quite a bit um, and I think I would agree with you and similar to Top Gun Maverick that was. Uh, that was a fantastic go to the theater movie. Um, you know, a great summer popcorn blockbuster. Um, you know, either of them, does it make this? Is it what I put it in? Best picture if it was five of them? No. If it's 10, sure. Uh, you know, if it I, if it, that's people to be excited about the Oscars. I, guess. I don't think this is really going to make anyone watch the Oscars. No, yeah, it is right. <laughs> hella long. First of all, <laughs> but what about like yeah, but James you Cameron know? has now like this is totally off topic. Um, three of his so three of the four highest grossing movies of ever are movies he <laughs> created. Like, and and I was convinced. You know, I was one of the guys always saying that Avatar, the first one, had no cultural footprint. There's no, like, you know what I mean? I couldn't believe that, that Disney, like, I'm convinced Disney bought Fox Studios for Avatar. And then, obviously, we got Prey out of it, so it worked out pretty well. But anyways, yes. um, I, I just, I don't know how to reckon with this. Like, it's, again, he had all the resources. They gave him a decade to figure this out. It's beautiful. It, it's absolutely stunning. There's no, there's it's not even in question. So I guess it does deserve some merit or, but I just, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I, I don't like, cause I'm, I'm like James Cameron, like eighties, nineties, Terminator, Terminator two. Like I like when he works with metal more than water, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True lies is like, I think the last movie I adored from him. So I, again, I, this has nothing to really do with the topic, but I'm just reckoning that he's sort of like, you know, our guy of movies and it's i i don't know i don't know what to do with this so uh, yeah we need I'm, more guys well, women yeah. actually yeah yeah let's say that yeah no more no more guys <laughs> plenty of guys yeah yeah like like men you have had your time um women <laughs> and non-binary people um let's absolutely go. um yeah. so 100 yeah. percent of you there <laughs> look i'm sick of it um let you decide. Um, so anyway, <laughs> wait, do we have any other movies in this category that we haven't touched on? I feel like uh, several. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we talked, we talked about the we talked about women talking. We talked, uh-huh. we talked a little bit about tar. We, uh-huh. Top we haven't really talked. Yeah. We, we haven't talked about the right. aliens really. Haven't talked about, they haven't really touched on all quiet. Um, do we need t- Fableman's <laughs> Triangle of Sadness? Well, it's interesting movie. that I almost feel bad for it to some degree that Tar is almost an afterthought in here, but it was a very good movie. And again, we've talked about like Todd yeah. Fields 
has a perfect record with making movies and getting Oscar nominations. Like, mm-hmm. Todd Field is a G. And plus, we also, I when we were doing the director story, we found that Todd Field also helped invent Big League Chew. Which I is a random. You made that up, though. I, no, I mean... it is literally a thing. He helped make the first batch of Big League Two when he was like a teenager. Yes, right. But just record scratch to a halt here and, go, <laughs> and go off for like an hour because what? Yes. yes. Isn't that like he... an old timey? Oh, 1980, so I guess not that old time. We're all... But, it, but it after, I mean, I would put it after Banshees and Women Talking, but not far behind. It It was really no. good. It, it was very surprising to yeah. me as a film. Uh, you know, I didn't expect it to go in the directions. And then just the way that it left us with the absolute, like, the final scene of that movie was, like, the absolute perfect cherry on top. That is, like, one of my favorite, like, final shots of any of the movies this year was fantastic. Tar is a movie that I think falls into that, to have the discussion over, like, high art and low art. And I feel like yes. in that case of, like, where does tar fall? I what I love about tar is that I feel like there are so many bits in tar that like uh, the scream from uh, Blair Witch Project that happens in the woods, like while she's running, oh, yeah. like yes, like I'm like that's so weird and so unexpected, <laughs> and like right. it like adds to the elements or the fact that like the. Uh, perhaps dead assistant, perhaps not, keeps showing up as a ghost, like, throughout, like, like, all the cinematography, like, of it. Like, that kind of stuff, I feel like, is there both, it reinforces the story, but also, I don't know, that for me, that kind of stuff, that, like, makes you go, like, what? Like, (laughs) elevates it so high for me, just in, like, my opinion, where Mm -hmm. I'm like, this guy, this movie, this woman, everyone is operating at such oh, a yeah. high level in tar. Absolutely. I feel like it is that like wonderful part of movie making where we have like populist art and then we have something in this case which is like very much like art art. Like yes. this is something that I feel like can be studied and dissected and yeah. taken apart yes. and mm-hmm. talked about. And that for me is I feel like an amazing feat is Tar my favorite movie of the year. It is not, but still, I think that it's yes. like amazing in that case. Yeah, yes, yes. There's there's so much about it to dig into on, on every level, from performance to writing to direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a movie that is going to hold up because of it. Like you're going to keep wanting to return to it and keep wanting to talk about it. And I feel like that's the kind of movie you want to reward when it comes to Oscars. So no, I. Tar was absolutely one of my favorite movies of the year, and one of the ones I've enjoyed the most talking about. Yeah. I feel like again, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm for better or worse gonna sprinkle in some of these like little inside theater bits about it. Tar Ooh, I yes. also thought was really interesting in that you hear about occasionally like a director or someone issues like notes for the projection department about how their really? film should be played. That doesn't okay. happen very much anymore because in most cases there's no projection department anymore. Like, and so, um, but Tar, 
came with a literal statement from Todd Field about really? about how the sound of it should be. Like wow. the image, important, but specifically, it was about the sound calibration. Really? Are. And I feel like that's again one I like that because I feel like it's showing some care for how yes. this will actually. Oh my god! But specifically in this case, it was about how it should sound, and I thought wow. that was so cool about where he felt like needed a little extra nudge in the direction of making sure the vision came across. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. See, <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why we have. Um, both like on this yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I also just want to say as a note about like when I was mentioning about like the theatrical experience of this like I feel like again that situation where like this year just ended up and it hit a lot of uh, just personal emotive mm -hmm. moments for me again that's just how the cycle happened in this case but like this was the first year that I spent uh, an entire calendar year not affected by a pandemic working in a movie theater so there's a lot of like very emotional elements there for me sure. it's also the first yeah. year that like we together went to the Toronto International Film Festival oh, and saw yes. a bunch of these films ended up there but like again Triangle of Sadness which is a, a larger interesting discussion over a lot of people <laughs> I know hate it but it was the first film we watched there we got to the festival that is the first thing that we saw together it was my first experience seeing the film at TIFF and so, wow. like, that holds a very special place in my heart. Like, and Man. so, like, there's a lot of them this year that have those elements to them that, like, added that element of, like, a deeper emotional connection to mm. watching the film, which I, sure. you know, can like or cannot like. But that, that experiential element of it really made me very, very, uh, like, long-term, lifelong, long, lifelong fans of this, some of these films. Oh, that, see, that was I, beautiful. I oh, like it doesn't change my opinion about the movie, but um, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. but no, I appreciate that though, because like that is part of it. We we you know we sit down and we talk, of course, like about all of these technical things, you know, with the movie and like what a movie makes you feel and all of that. But also, too, it is also about the experience. There are right. movies that are probably like not the best. Um. Like a movie, so a movie I saw with friends um, in college, a year I had to like stay over for the summer. Um, in my undergraduate, we all went and saw The Losers in a theater. And I just remember oh. that being an amazing um, experience because number one, like I could just, you could just tell that that cast was just having the most fun. But then also too, it was like, I was hanging out with my friends um, you know, we got to spend more time with each other just because like it was during the summer, there was no one else around. And so we just hung out all the time. And it was just like so much fun getting in conversations afterwards with them. Like, I remember that and it's going to stick with me forever. Um, and I will bring that up. Like, you know, when I see them and everything and I'm like, Hey, we're going to go watch the losers. And like, we would not shut up. Like, as far as like quoting that movie, like all the time, um, so no, yeah, that is the part, that is what I appreciate really is like, you know, I love talking, of course, I love talking about movies. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, but like also talking about the experience from a movie, regardless of what you actually thought of the movie, I think is amazing. And is also something that you, we need to appreciate and, and uplift. So yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and I feel like that's, 
the nature of art and and movies as yes. art is that we all bring our own stuff to it yeah. and that's ultimately not to against, go against the entire concept of this podcast but that's kind of the, <laughs> the utility of the oscars is like ranking art like how do you right how do you yeah, yeah. That's like, everyone has their own own quantifying i guess uh quantifiers of what makes right. the best movie to them and what what makes good art to them and why right. these films are going to stick with them and so yeah it's it's impossible and, and that's i feel like to go with that just for one more quick little thread here just as a note because i know that um fableman's is i feel like again something that people generally have felt like is a lower tier movie on the list and i'm not again advocating for it to win anything this year as much as i personally like love it like mm -hmm. but that case of uh sometimes i go to the movies and i absolutely feel like it is an amazing window into a world that is not my own mm -hmm. and yeah i mean sure. that both in the terms of like avatar and then also <laughs> literally people living a completely different experience and yeah. a different culture and a different like even just a different like worldview yeah. and life i feel yeah. like is wonderful Fableman's, not that, not that I'm living Spielberg's life, but like literally in that case, there were, uh, there were just elements of that where mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, some moments of this were like seeing parts of my childhood. Yes. In terms of yes. Like, my father was an engineer, my mother was an artist, like and like making like movies with my friends like on our spare time, and then literally the fact about being like, oh, that conflict of friends and family versus i'm gonna put art in air quotes but you know what i mean sure. but like versus like what you're passionate on and yes. the fact that those sometimes will fight against each other and you mm -hmm. may never be able to reconcile that mm -hmm. that caused such a deep reaction in me where i was like i thought that was just me like i thought everyone else oh. was able to balance that yeah. perfectly for sure or, it's just because I'm stupid, like, is what it comes down to. No, 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 no. We do not, excuse me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not you forget to, who you're talking to. Forget who you're talking to. Man, we do not say these things about ourselves. No, you are not so, stupid. Okay, you're um, an amazing, intelligent person. Thank you very much. And I understand what you say, like, because I saw, I'm sorry, were you not, I'm sorry, I, you were not. No, no, you're good. I realized, I was like, I said it, and I was like, Jack is going to yell at me, I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> If I say I'm stupid, will I get a pep talk like that? Oh my God! Hey, you will get you oh, yeah. will get an essay through text. <laughs> um. Okay. Listen here. All right. So just to get us back on track, because I wanted to say something too. What Matt? What you were talking about? So yes, I have said, uh, in in past episodes, like of of the, our podcast, you know everything. Like I I kind of felt like the fable fans. Was a little self-serving of course hollywood this is who hollywood is and what hollywood is um and everything and i'm like listen if you make as many films and if you had a career like spielberg it's almost like well yeah of course he can make a movie you know based on his his life and but there were like just talking about especially when you have a movie that is about movies in a sense uh, my favorite still being hugo i don't care what you say i that so that to me was a movie that really touched me um, but there were also moments in Fableman's where the look that he has on his face, like that, I'm, I'm like, that had to be the look that I had on my face when I went to go see Lion King when I was real little. 
I'm watching that film and had been obsessed with films since then. Cause I'm like, I recognize that. I recognize what it is that unspeakable thing that really just drives you into going into a career of, of filmmaking. It's because you're obsessed. You can't stop talking about this. This is, you're like, no one else understands this unless of course you're around people who also feel the same. And it's not, it's not anything that you can necessarily put words to but seeing that look in another person, you immediately recognize, yeah, of course, that had to be, that was me as well. So I did, I really did appreciate that. And then just like the amount of effort that he was putting into like his, into his like films and everything. And I was just like, that's brilliant. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting here just like enjoying that. So I did enjoy the film and I, I loved looking at those things too. We're just like seeing different elements in the film that I was like, that's definitely me. Like, um, I, I thought it was fantastic. And we so, should give that that young actor some credit. Gabrielle LaBelle looks yes! like Yes. But yeah. because, like, imagine, I mean, it is basically Steven Spielberg's, yes. like, origin story. So imagine, <laughs> like, you're playing a role, but also the director who is Steven Spielberg, this is his life. Like, that, right. that is a lot of pressure. And right. it, like you said, like, you're watching it through, like, I guess the movie through his eyes, like, he, yeah. it was just a lot of just, you know, dialogue free, like him dealing with stuff. And, mm -hmm. and he did a terrific job. Yes, absolutely. Right. And right. he's acting with. Michelle Williams and Paul Dano around him were two of the like most talented actors in the world and as, as a kid like oh I have to interact with them and try to be at their level and he did yeah he I... oh go ahead man. Yeah, I was gonna... yeah you go ahead go ahead <laughs> no I just want I just wanted to say I just I just so I'm being clear because is that I feel like the parts of this, this is Jackie's gonna try to yell at me, but this is what I think the thesis of the film is, is that like, I feel like that the parts of this that I felt the most seen or connected to yeah. is about how the thing you're passionate about actually can kind of fuck you up. Like, wow. and that's- <laughs> Why would I yell at you about that? That's very real. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I feel like, you know, like I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's fucking up. Jackie's like, you don't insult <laughs> no, 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 you weren't insulting yourself. That's different, Matt, yeah, from calling yeah. yourself stupid. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that's the part I think that what is what makes the Fablemans more interesting to me than yes, if yeah. it had been made by someone just coming at it from a point of reverence for Spielberg. Is mm, I right. feel like that is what elevated it to me as a far more yeah. interesting film than just a film about yeah loving film. Is yeah. That so much of it is like, God damn it. Like that drive, that passion, that obsession, like yeah. is responsible for his drive and some amazing accomplishments in his yeah. life, but also a lot of really fucked up moments in his life. And I yeah. just I yeah. think, I, again, I am not advocating this win over anything else in any categories, but it is something that I had a I just, I will forever be very fond of because I had such a a moment of electric connection to it where i was like oh good like yeah I, I really 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 it really affected me in a very emotional yeah i mean i love that that's what it's supposed to do that's what movies are supposed yes. to do yes right that's what we go to the movies for right like yeah I'd much rather see him it. do stuff like this, um, you know, than than West Side Story remake, like which was great. Don't get me wrong, but this, this <laughs> being personal. It, Man, what is yeah. that face? What is the face? 
that, that we we don't have time for the oh, for want... the amount of love I have for West Side Story, but also last year was an amazing year for me. Oh, two years ago, sorry, twenty twenty one was an amazing year for musicals. Right. That said, Jay, we'll have a longer discussion about this because I'm enjoying. Oh, I would love to. Great. <laughs> that would make me happy. Don't make me turn my camera on. coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you what know, else? What, scene, what other movies have we not touched on? Uh, All Quiet. I mean, I, I feel <laughs> like it serves the the war movie. We gotta have the war movie in here. War yeah. I mean, it, it was good. I liked it. Um, it was depressing, uh, as they are. I just it I felt, felt like, like you know, like you know, that is you know, a classic movie to begin with. But to me, it felt like they made the movie because oh, we have updated special effects for horrific. Uh, realistic war violence, and I'm just like I, I don't know if I I want to watch this movie or this the or retelling of the story because you know you got really good at squibs and and gore. That's right. how I felt the whole time. But right. I did, I will say the opening, uh, which we I also miss this to Tar. I think the favorite opening of any of these movies is the opening of Tar because that was just so unbelievable. But again, back to uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is. I loved because I've never seen this movie before. They were reusing the um, clothes of fallen soldiers, and, and like yeah, the that kids was... like, oh, this must be somebody else's. It's like, ah, oh, no, don't worry, but just take it. Like I just I so because like it's a war movie. We've all seen them a hundred times, but that was something fresh. Yes. Uh, that yes. I've never seen in a war movie. So I was like, oh, like I, I sat up in my seat, and then the Trent Reznor score kicked in. I was like, oh, this could be something, and then I was like, okay, it's gonna okay, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> Right. And, well, and it's it was tough a Trent Reznor, but... because yeah. it's right. I think we were talking about this with I think technical, but yeah, it's tough that we had 1917 just a couple of years ago. That's also World War One, but it's so was so unique in the you know the one shot style, the story that it's told that it's like, or, uh, like it just felt like okay, I'm gonna see this again. But unless you give me a, a good reason, like 1917 gave me a reason to watch another war movie. It gave me a new take, and, and that right, I almost thought I, I like I got set up with All Quiet because I had that same reaction, Jay. Like when you go through that journey of the coat to then you know to the conclusion where he's got it and they like rip the tag off, right? And then mm -hmm. he's just with all the other kids there like rah yeah we're ready to die for our country and like that and really a, hit with like a thud but then yeah. i was like oh man this is gonna be different yeah and, and then it was everything that you expected and then like just the perspective the perspective of world war one where like you know kids were like excited like let's go fight for our country like how much that has evolved over a hundred years and it, it just like it was kind of like oh this could be something and then it was just the same thing Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I, Jay, I like that you called it the like. We have to give Netflix something, or they'll. Yeah, well, because weird. There's cry. not, you know, streaming services were like so hungry, like blood hungry for Oscars for like the past five, ten years. So this feels very quiet in terms of uh, what they're offerings. But I feel like at the same time, the Oscars are like, okay, hey, we'll just get us to Netflix and leave us alone. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Oh, go ahead, man. This is a quick note on that. 
because I just found this out. I did think it was interesting that with Coda's win last year, because that was Apple TV. Apple Plus. Like, or Apple, uh, yeah. Yes. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> either way, the point was is that it is the only Best Picture nominee that I could find that is not available on physical media. Like, oh, like literally, like, there is no Blu-ray DVD release of it. Wow. Like, and I, which I, yeah, which I was like, because I, I had somebody ask about watching it, and I was like, all I could do is send you to sign up for Apple TV Plus because right. there's no, I can't find a disc, which I thought was wild. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right, because honestly, for years, I always thought that's why they expanded it, expanded it to 10 so that they could put out the special edition Blu-ray with the Academy Award nominee at the top. I'm like, that's literally <laughs> why it went to 10. So now, you know, we can give it to bohemian rhapsody <laughs> it can get that on the cover <laughs> Never, no, no no he's like we don't have time for this we don't have time <laughs> no, no the better question that we don't want to get into is what won that year of bohemian rhapsody instead oh, do and, i want to know no 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 no. we're not gonna go there it's <laughs> I can it's 2018 do the research yourself we're gonna say like that that's the green book here. We don't have time. We no, don't, we don't have, have time. We don't, we don't have, have time. time. Uh, all right. Uh, any terrible. So, all right. So, I feel like we've hit on these bad boys. Um, any other final thoughts on these movies? Or we want to talk about what do we think the Academy is going to do? What's going to happen on Sunday? Did we talk snubs? We didn't talk snubs, did we? We haven't talked snubs no. yet. We want to talk snubs. Let's do snubs first. What's our real snubs? Quick. Real quick. Nope. All right. I just want to say it right now. Absolutely. Nope. It needed it. It needed the recognition. I am so mad. I'm so mad um, that it didn't get a lot of recognition, um, especially when we were talking cinematography, visual effects, um, sound, um, which again, and I explained this on the technical um, episode, um, is like I'm also annoyed that they got rid of sound mixing and sound editing and then just put them together. They're very different things. Again, go listen to the technical podcast episode that we did on where I explained the difference in between the two. Um, but yeah, no, nope needed so much recognition. It, it, it deserves so much recognition just for, again, being able to pull that off. It's, I mean, it's on the surface. You know, it's about these two siblings. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, these two siblings who are, you know, like their tragedy strikes and they're trying to keep the farm, um, you know, that they've been raised on and everything. And they, you know, they discover um, they discover this this alien. And so in order to make money, they want to try to capture um, footage, you know, of, of this alien and then sell it. Well, um so much of that so that's what's on the surface but then also too especially when you get into conversations with people um the speaking of spectacles you know from you know earlier on and everything that's a that's a theme an underlying theme of this film and then there's so much else that this film touches on and it does it with with such with such um like mastery and i just think that completely shutting it out of getting anything is like like disrespectful like to say the very least um it was such a well-made film um and 
that honestly would have been my pick if we didn't have everything everywhere all at once. Um, but yeah, that would have also, I would have loved to see a nomination for that one. So, yeah. Anyone I was next. <laughs> Matt looks like he's I, got some snubs for us. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Really, really quickly, I feel like um, in the list of you know, movies that again don't get enough love, but we're near the top of my best of the year list. Um, again, credit to Adam who made me watch the Fallout. Um, starring, uh, Janet Ortega. Yep. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. um, she is wonderful. This okay. is this is also in that list of movies that are not about a happy topic and not going to be a great date night out at the you know movies. But the the Fallout is about. Oh all out after a school shooting in a high school. Oh wow! Um, it is, it is heavy, but and I was resistant to watch it for that reason, uh, guys. I literally like we came out of it, and I literally was like, five stars. This is amazing. Every part of this was fantastic. The acting in it is incredible. It's so. I don't remember. Wonderful. I don't even remember. Well, it's probably, I'm like wondering about the advertising, but then of course, given the subject matter, that would be a hard one to market. Yeah. Yep. Did, um, I, did it get it? I, like, I also said come out of it. And literally that was the case. We watched that at home on streaming. And so I, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it got a theatrical release. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. on my list right now. But yeah, kind of, kind of similar to Woman Talking, where it's about like a heavy subject, but it's not yeah. as heavy a movie as you would expect. There are moments okay. that are funny, and there are, there are, there's enough in there that you, it's not just a stone cold bummer from start to finish. Okay, it absolutely is. Like it's opening. Um, I saw it before. Matt, I saw it when it, it uh, premiered at South by Southwest. Um, Ooh, okay. It was the year that they offered things virtu vir virtually. So I was able to watch it there. But yeah, that opening, I was just alone on our couch and the opening, I was just immediately sobbing. Mm. I got a <laughs> fire MPs, but that opening hit me hard. Man. Does Jenna okay. Ortega rest? Like, I feel like she's in every She is booked and busy. Thing. She is booked and busy, for real. I love her. Good, good. Uh, also, this just as one, and one other just really quick one is that, again, Something that I again really liked a lot, more than I think a lot of other people did, was The Wonder, um, which I believe is also a Netflix film on yes. Netflix. Um, oh, is that with Lawrence with you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also in Mike's list of Irish films from this year. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but literally, she plays a nurse who's going to see a young girl in her family's house in, I believe, the Highlands. Right. Um, yep. And uh, yeah. Oh, the Midlands apparently. So yeah, um, the Irish in, the, in that case, the girl is not eating. She is stopping. She stopped eating, but is still surviving. And so the village sends a nun and a, and a, a nurse to literally go and watch over her to determine if it actually is God who is feeding her, or if somehow she's sneaking something, or is it science, or what it is. It's kind of Ooh. a mystery. What? Um. I, it has, again, an opening that stopped me cold in my tracks. And I was like, what is this movie? I need to watch this. And a really interesting, somewhat atonal, but electronic score for, again, something that would not normally have a, 
I'm it is sold. a really oh interesting film that I really connected with, and I think almost no one's mm -hmm. laughing. Yeah, I what I wow. about, yeah, I looked about it too. Is, um, and this is not a spoiler, but at any point you're you're ready for it to be like, and it, I'm not saying it goes this way or not, but I'm like, is this going to be an X Files episode? Like, right? But, but like, it never. I don't know. If it's, 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 again, but it's just like there's going to be a sci-fi something, in, in, but I'm gonna say, like it. It's just better than that. It's smarter than that. Like it, it's really good. Oh my god, Jay! I'm so glad you also liked it. Like that's, yeah. I have to see everything with Florence Pugh. Yes. It's my, it's my, she's a must. She's a must. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jay, do you have snubs from last oh, year? Let me turn on my camera for snubs. Okay. Oh! Oh! Also, not to spoil anything, but the the reveal in the, in the whale, like, how horrible are his students? Like, who does, what kind of decent human person, like, they recoil with, <laughs> Like, it was just like, that's not a natural, like, at least pretend, like, anyway, <laughs> let's refocus, snubs. Um, RRR, I feel like that would have been really wonderful to get, get some notice here. Um, Turning Red, I was just blown away by what a, what a beautiful, like, I just, like, every reason that, like, I don't, I don't know, like, the people that didn't like it was like, that's why this movie's important. That's why this movie's beautiful. Like, I, I could just... It's, maybe when we're done here, I'm going to just go watch it again. Um, <laughs> the Batman, I, I was just such a sucker oh, for that movie. Like, it's, it basically, they're like... Or, or Matt Reeves was like, I, I'm going to make a Batman movie, but I'm going to make it like a 1990s like procedural thriller a la Seven or Mimic or something yes. like that. And I'm just... Or a Fincher movie from that era. And I was like, oh, I guess this movie was made for me. Um, and then finally, um, uh, another a Netflix movie, um, Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Childhood. It's a Richard Linklater film, Ooh. and he's doing his rotoscope thing, which he loves to do. I was, <laughs> I just thought that was so charming because I'm, I kind of adore that man. So, um, <laughs> it, it, seeing it, it was kind of like Fableman's esque because it's about his childhood. Um, again, I don't think it's like him, but it's like a fictionalized version of him growing up in Texas, and it's, it's really touching. I'm adding that. I'm adding all of these to my list. Um, yeah. Thanks, That's what I got. That's great, Jay. How about you, Adam? You have uh, some snubs? Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely on my list would be Nope. Um, and RRR. Those were high on my list. I wish those had been, ended up in the Best Picture race. Yes. Um, but I think one of my biggest ones was a film called After Yang. Um, oh, yes. I heard that. Fantastic. One of four I, Colin Farrell movies last year. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a movie that like flew under the radar, and I wish more yeah. people got to see. Um, but it's kind of a quiet, contemplative sci-fi movie um, about a family dealing with the fact that their, their android that is a part of the family has malfunctioned. Um, and Colin Farrell is the father of the family, trying to figure out a way to repair it because... Uh, Yang is the name of their their robot, and it he was a sort of a, a brother to their adopted daughter, and so she's obviously very attached. And so he's trying to find a way to to fix, essentially bring back bring her brother back to life. Mm. Um, but it's just there's it's as I said, it's quiet and contemplative, but about memory and what it means to be human. Um, and there's just so much going on in it in this really quiet, interesting way that mm -hmm. has stuck with me um, 
It's another one that we watched uh, virtually during a festival. It was at Sundance last year. Um, and it's a movie I haven't stopped thinking about since then. And the, the filmmaker, Koganada, is a, a Korean American director um, who I really like. He's only, I think he's only done those two movies uh, after Yang and a film called Columbus uh, with John really Cho. Um, that is, yeah, fantastic. Um, so he's a filmmaker that, they suggest out of these two movies, I will watch anything he does from now on. Yeah, it feels him. like the antithesis of like Steven Spielberg's AI artificial intelligence. Like, mm -hmm. just like everything yeah. is very internalized, and and you know, it, it's an A twenty four film, I think. So it's very A twenty four. But that's again, that's not a put down. But it's it's like you know, it's not flashy or showy. It's just like these are these characters. They're dealing with this, you know, pretty upsetting thing. Like, I could totally, mm -hmm. I, I you know, because I feel like there's this. Like in the movie again, really random here, but her like I was like I would totally be down with a her situation. Yeah. So yeah. like this is kind of like a different version of that too, where it's just like yeah. our yeah. kid's artificial intelligence. He's not Haley Joe Osment, but he's great. We we gotta fix him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's on uh, Showtime streaming right now too. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've got to see it. I think if I remember correctly, that uh, legendary little advanced screening of everything everywhere all at once i believe that was one of the trail it was either that or marcel the shell another one of those. great movie this year another great yep yes M mike wow. i also i i will say i had a good time taking the opening title dance sequence of after yang and putting it on the little's marquee for a while yes, and that, so was that, was, yes. that was i had a good time with that because that people enjoyed being like why are all these tiny dancing humans and bright flashing lights on the marquee <laughs> Maybe the best dance uh, scene of the year, probably. I would, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Giving Oscar Amazing. Isaac a run for his money, and yeah. <laughs> well, I will give I'll give my snubs. I agree with uh, many of these said here. The only thing I will offer in addition to them, um, I am going. So, twenty twenty two for me was, I think, the year of Anna Taylor Joy. Uh, she, I just ah, seemed to okay. discover like, oh, she's incredible. And even a movie that I did not like so much, uh, last night in Soho, she was fantastic in it. Like, so she's amazing and she, so I'm going to list two movies from her. One is the winning combo of her and one of my current favorite directors, Robert Eggers. Uh, he, again, this is a man who has no misses. Uh, everything is fantastic, and she was in The Northman, um, which I feel like this day and age, if you are, go especially with, like, the political climate and all that, if you say we're going to make a Viking movie, like, you're real, like, you're bordering on some real sketchy territory there. And uh, that movie was amazing. And that it was this cool, again, going back to the D&D &D nerd in me, that I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch these tough guys battle with swords and stuff and we got that but we also got you know everything that we love about robert eggers movies like the style that he puts into it the score this all it was there it was freaking fantastic um so that was cool and then the other one that i was really surprising to me just how much i liked it was the menu i thought that was really interesting uh again that has also features uh, one of our supporting actress nominees, Hong Chow. She has a 
Oh, I love. She's probably my favorite character in the Tortillas. movie. Tortillas. So right, when we were in Mexico, I thought of every time when I would see it on a menu, I wanted to say, "It's a tortilla." Like, but she is fantastic, and and of course Anna Taylor Joy is too. Ray Fiennes. Um, yes. I love. I love the way that it was structured. I love the way they put it together with like the menu items. Um, you know, it's something we had talked about before that like. One of the reasons I was kind of mad about Triangle of Sadness, that I'm like, well, we already have two movies that are about like uh, destroying yeah. rich people yeah. on an island, and we have Glass Onion and the menu, and those are both fantastic. And in my opinion, they're both way better than Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the menu, I I really loved that one. I thought it was fantastic. So uh, those are my humble. I would love to have seen either of those get a nomination uh but nope i don't know how nope i don't know i don't know i know how i, know. I know how mike yeah yeah we have an idea know how we do know how unfortunately <laughs> or woman king i i'm really surprised that i yeah i know so, i know jackie i i should not be surprised there's nothing surprising about that but i'm just gonna say like i while i wouldn't have put the woman king as best picture per se um i still thought that it needed to have more nominated like okay viola davis kills every time and i'm just mm-hmm. like the fact that she like i know she won an award but it was for the wrong movie it was for the mm-hmm. wrong movie okay we can talk about that later at some point because we do not have time to talk about the problematic ways of the help anyway i'm 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 i'm, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> all right well i won't venture us too far into that territory i'll just say if they wanted a historical movie that would have been a nice choice for them all right so let's talk about let's put a bow on this one and let's talk about just briefly what's happening on sunday who is walking away at the end of the ceremony either with the actual award or the misplaced envelope <laughs> who wants Mike, to why don't you lead us go off? first you want me to lead? Okay. Yes. I'm going to lead you all. I, as we've talked, I think, right, I'm fair in saying the consensus here is we all think everything, everywhere, all at once should should win. That is the winner. I, and again, all the energy seems to be there. I am going to say, I think what is going to win, I think it's going to be Top Gun Maverick. What? And I think it's going to be because... This is, think about all summer. I, I didn't say that I think it should. I think it's going to be because all summer we heard about this is the film that saved movies. Right. And that Hollywood loves itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I'm really disappointed that we aren't, uh, we've run out of time to do a shorts episode because my snub for shorts would have been the Nicole Kidman short before the movies that's all like, thank you, or like Tom Cruise's little bit before this of like thank you for coming back to the movies and i it's again it's it's super popular it was widely loved it i could see them saying going top gun maverick because again you get you can get your you know tom cruise jerry bruckheimer uh you know you get all this in there i i could see them saying like oh we're gonna this is the movie that saved movies, so we're going to give it the trophy because of that. Okay, so two things. <laughs> Go ahead. One of which I'm actually fact-checking something I said. I said I said that Viola Davis had won for the wrong 
for the wrong movie. No, she won one for Fences. That was the right choice. Um, I just had to fact check myself real quick. You wanted her to win for Widows because she was I, so good in that. I actually haven't seen that movie. I still just watch it. I know. I know the disappointment in me that you feel. I feel. <laughs> um. Yes. I know. Um. The second thing. The second thing because I don't want to. I don't want to go further than this than I need to. Um. The second thing. <clears throat> I was saying on a previous episode that um, I needed, I just need to get into Hollywood and I need to dismantle and, and destruct <laughs> things. This would be one of them if Top Gun actually wins. This and would I'm be your motivation. No, bro, I've been the villain for a long time, Jay. Okay? <laughs> a long time. This is not the first and it will not be the last. I'm telling you right now. No, 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 no. Like if they do this, Oh, y'all gonna hear about it. Y'all are gonna hear about it. Um, because <laughs> what? Because it's the one that saved. Like it doesn't. Surprise I could me. see them doing this. It doesn't surprise I could me. See right? them doing this. I'm just getting pre-med, right? In case that does happen. Yeah, you gotta brace yourself. I gotta just... listen. You know, within selling, when they're like brace, brace, brace. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing right now. Jackie is Godzilla, the villain in a Godzilla movie. Or do we root for Godzilla? I would argue we root for Godzilla. And therefore, yes, Jackie, if you are dismantling Hollywood the way Godzilla will dismantle <laughs> I need to see it. I need yeah. to see it destroyed, absolutely demolished, annihilated. Okay. I need I just need it. I just need it. It's in my bones. I feel it. <laughs> it's there. Um I this is just I, a tiny city for you to just crumple. I mean it's I would say that. I was like, that, how, do I, how do I get in there? Like that's the thing. It's like I just right. need to get in there, be like, I don't want to call myself a parasite here, but like getting in there and just like destroying <laughs> things from the parasite. inside. That's that's it. That's yeah. This but I mean, it's been my villain era for for a while now, um, <laughs> as far as it goes. So as far as the industry is, goes, so yeah. So yes, if you, see, if you see if you see articles about me. There you go. That's the goal. That's the goal right there. She is destroying Hollywood. Good. Jackie, Good. I don't want to again right. like blow up your spot, but I just want to check. Last I heard, you perhaps would be attending the little to like for our Oscar party. If that is to happen, I only ask that the destruction happens once you leave the building. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love the little. I love the little. Little has got nothing to do with Hollywood. No, no, no. Nothing, uh-uh, no, no. Just we, go down to Easton and Alexander. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> we, no, we respect the little. Absolutely, no, no, no. No no actual trashing of the place will be. I'm talking about the, the industry itself, not anything having to do with physical buildings. There you go, okay? That's all I'm saying. Because the top, the, I'm not surprised at that, Mike, at all. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Um. <laughs> And just angry if that happens. Listen, given the political climate that we're in, Mike, so Mike just left us a private message that I cannot say over the air. Um, but I, no, again, given the political climate, I, I okay, cannot do that. All right. Well, true. I true. will not All walk right. away scot free. I'm just. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> All right. It'll, it'll just be a dream. 
for another. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what? All right. So the rest of what do you think? What do you think the academy is going to do on Sunday? Who are they giving it to? Ever, I think everything everywhere should win. I think it also will win. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm worried about. Sometimes I think there's there's tells. So like if if Elvis starts winning the technical categories and Austin Butler, like I, Mike, how you were thinking, like Top Gun might be the a sleeper agent. Like I, I feel like Elvis could maybe do something crazy or even like uh, Banshees, like if it wins for like screenplay and then Colin Farrell wins, like I could see that also doing it. But, you know, I'm also want everything everywhere. So I, I want this sweep to be them, like them to clean up with screenplay and and mm-hmm. actress and supporting act like basically take everything like that would be lovely yeah. right yeah. yeah right and i could see that happening so you know knock on wood <laughs> yes agreed agreed my well, only we'll other comment on this is that i usually feel like in again nine times out of ten it's a movie that wins that i either don't terribly care for or i'm like eh. and so <laughs> in, that, in that way like literally like finding out that suddenly all quiet wins and i'll be like this this makes sense for the war. Right. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. The war. Adam, movie. I felt that sigh. I felt <laughs> it over here. Exactly. You were like, huh? <laughs> for me, that would be like the most boring choice. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. That's of course yeah. exactly the right. The most yeah. boring choice is actually probably what they would go for. So, mm-hmm. how dare you wish that into the world? And speak <laughs> it What's wrong with your people? Anyway. Just, just remember this conversation when Sunday night at pushing midnight happens, and I will be looking and staring down at all of you. You already know. This. And then they'll be like, "Don't look at Jackie. Don't look at Jackie." Wait, what? Well, if you're listening to this before Oscar night, please go to the little for the Oscar movie trivia. There's going to be all sorts of uh, the prizes and lots of cool stuff, Matt, Adam. What am I missing? What is give us the it awesomeness is, of it? It is this Sunday. It is starts at six o'clock. Uh, the doors open at five thirty. Teams of one to four people competing. Um, you can win all sorts of cool prizes that the uh, studios and distributors have sent us. Um, I feel like I should shout out the weirdness of a gold um, grenade from Triangle of Sadness. Hey, no. Cool. <laughs> Gold spray painted grenade that for some reason is <laughs> neon set for Triangle of Sadness. Like, <laughs> yes, this box is so heavy, and that is why it had metal grenades. You can win a uh, a cocktail making kit themed to Babylon, um, and oh. in that case, also our grand prize for trivia is a private screening for you and some of your friends at the little theater. So nice. yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, it's a pretty sweet prize. It's it's pretty sweet. Uh, we have some themed food, themed cocktails. Um, we have uh, drinks, and then you can actually stay and then watch the Oscars on screen starting at eight o'clock as well. Oh, wonderful, Ooh. wonderful! So get down to the little. It's the all their events are always amazing, and of course mm-hmm. we love supporting the little. You two have the clearly the, like the best job in the world. It has to be so cool. I mean, I'm just looking at like the posters behind you in your office. I'm like, ooh, the night. Don't house. think I didn't notice that Green Knight poster. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> Mr. Dev Patel, hello. Anyway. There he is. He watches me work. Oh. <laughs> that was perfect, Matt. <laughs> well, there's no way we're topping that. So I think we need to end on that note because that's marvelous. Matt and Adam, it was wonderful to have you both on again. Yes. Uh, it'll be exciting to, I'm hoping to make it down Sunday 
to what sounds like a fantastic event. And uh, we will be back, the three of us, for uh, a final reaction after the fact to what happened on Sunday. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Hoping for the best here. Brace yourself. Thank you. Fingers crossed. Thank you for having us, and yeah. I can't wait Thank to you. listen after I've slept for two days after the Oscars. Yes. I will wake up and get a chance. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, well, get out. You only have a few days now to see any of these movies or any of the other, other nominees. Get out and see them or get out and see other stuff and uh, let us know what uh, what did we miss. And All right, that's it. <laughs> Night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.